everybody, it is Tuesday, 2nd of February, and a fabulous day in the market today. A weird market in the last week or so. On Friday, our market fell 40, having been up 60, and yesterday, the ASX 200 went from being down 90 to up 56. So there's a significant pickup in volatility in the short term, and intraday, which is all a bit odd. Volatility often accompanies a change in trend, but clearly with our market up we up today we are up 78 points at the moment which is our high of the day no one is worrying about the market too much in fact the nasdaq was up two and a half percent overnight and we've got the tech stocks here flying along again apt up 6.7 percent rea which is the biggest stock in the all tech index in fact it's probably not now apt probably is but rea up 4.2 percent appen up 4.1 car sales up three percent Anyone would think there is a pandemic on, or maybe not, because travel stocks are up as well today. Flight Center up 4%, Webjet up 5.8%, corporate travel up 4.2%. The themes in the US market and here are pretty similar. COVID trends are improving. Case numbers in the US coming down, as you will have seen in our weekend email. And one and a half million vaccines now being rolled out per day in the US. So that machine, which was being doubted initially, seems to have started started rolling and there's still hopes of a stimulus bill although maybe a smaller one than expected but I've put a chart of the ASX 200 in the strategy piece today we are still in uptrend although we do seem to be top end of the range and heading down except for today just pausing for breath but though the wobble we had yesterday which was potentially the start of a precipitous sell-off as the herd changed direction that wobble seems to have been forgotten as little more than a hiccup in the bull market at the moment. So market doing okay today. Banks having a nice rally. Resources finding a bit of poise again. Rio up 3.2%. You might have noticed overnight that Morgan Stanley had a bit of research out in the US talking about the iron ore price going to $215 a ton from its current $156 a ton. It's obviously off the top. It was 170 a while ago. Not so long ago, actually. So it's a little bit off the top. Resources are a little bit off the top as well. There were sell signals on the sector and the major stocks last week. And the iron ore price was down a little bit overnight, 1.3%. But clearly, Morgan Stanley thinking it's going to be a good good year for our major resources stocks with that forecast. And you might remember a couple of weeks ago, was it? Macquarie with that statement that if they put spot prices in as their iron ore price assumption for the next couple of years, then their forecasts for BHP would be, was it 125% higher in 2023? Anyway, bit of iron ore optimism as the sector again appears to be topping out just a little bit. Other quick stuff overnight was Goldman Sachs saying that the oil price was going to $65 by July, currently $53. And there are a couple of little items on the news front this morning. Temple and Webster, which of course is the furniture and other stuff importer from China and selling them online in Australia. Margins are 65%, is it? Similar to Nick Scarly. They are down 5% on their earnings update today, which of course show fabulous numbers, but the share price is thinking it's better to travel than arrive. We're coming into results season. I'll get to that in a minute. And obviously it's a game of guessing which stocks are going to have good results and which stocks are going to have bad. Well, Temple and Webster telling us it's all gone fabulously, but the stock market telling us
telling us that we already knew that. Right, the other big story in the last week, of course, has been the short squeeze. It seems to be a negative for the market and caused that wobble last week. But the fiasco continues. GameStop and Cost, two of the big targeted stocks, which have bounced hugely in the last week, down 30% and 45% overnight. Express Inc. down 16% overnight. This online trading movement has also spilled over into silver in the last 24 hours. Silver was up 10% at one point last night. And some of the silver, some of our silver stocks flying along yesterday as the focus turned towards the short position in silver. And hashtag silver squeeze is trending on Twitter at the moment. And one strategist posting on the Reddit site is tantalizing their cohort of online traders by saying if the price goes up enough for an extended period of time, the big investors who bet against gold and silver would have eventually have to reverse those trades, buying back in and pushing the price even higher. Of course, what they're not telling you is it's different to stocks. Stocks are shorted and the data on how much is shorted is available. But for silver, this is not institutions necessarily speculating against the silver price. This could well be producers who are hedging the silver price and end up going short. And they aren't going to be pushed around by a retail crowd doing the opposite in to closing those positions because it's all part of their hedging process. And the the short position in silver apparently isn't very large anyway at the moment. So it's all getting a bit silly, really. Anyway, so silly that anybody who was holding SVL, Bowdoin Silver, saw their share price up 49% yesterday. IVR, which is Investigator Resources, was up 47%. And ADT, Adriatic Metals, was up 19% yesterday. And if we just have a quick look today we've got silver mines sorry that's not Bowdoin silver silver mines down 19% today investigative resource down 20% today Adriatic down 6% today good luck playing this game I can't add any value to it I'm afraid it is guesswork as far as I can see and of course the icing on the stupidity is this GME resources which happens to have the same code as GameStop in the US GME resources an Australian mining company code GME and and that's still up 52% in a week. So the buyers haven't sold. I suppose what we need now, the now the silver market is taken off or the silver shorts are being squeezed. What we need is a gaming stock with silver in the name and we can go and buy that in the US presumably. Anyway, excuse my cynicism. Right now, I've written a paragraph today about the results season that's coming up. I see a whole load of articles around about what stocks will do well this results season. It's the clickbait headline of the moment. I think I'm going to write an article entitled What Stocks Are Going to Stuff Up This Results Season? We know the stocks are going to do well. It's been a fabulous six months for the pandemic beneficiaries. So that's online retail, buy now, pay later, anything online really. Motor industry, investment platforms, the iron ore price, the iron ore stocks. And some in the financial space there have done very well as well. These investment platforms like NetWealth, Premium, Hub24 have all obviously 
obviously done very well. So that's who's going to have low risk results, presumably. And you'll see Temple and Webster, one of the pandem pandemic beneficiaries, down 5% on their results or preview today, that the results are going to have to be pretty good from that group to get the share prices up because they are expecting a lot already. As far as stocks could that could stuff up this result season, travel, tourism, you know, Qantas is going to have, you've got to assume Qantas, Webjet, corporate travel, the stocks we hold, Qantas, Sydney Airport, going to have terrible results. But is it in the price? That is the question. But obviously the results are risky. And what's brought that to a head? Other, other sectors, by the way, that are probably not going to have good results. Energy, travel, tourism, advertising, cyclical stocks, media, restaurants, gold probably, entertainment, gambling, casinos, any China exposed or any companies exposed to this Chinese backlash against Australia. Can't, can't decide whether real estate's done well or doing well or not. House prices may have done well, but earlier in the six months that they're about to report on the housing market was just dead as a dodo. Obviously, there's been a recovery. Anyway, we take our bets ahead of the results season and one bet we lost, and this is why I'm worrying about it today, one bet we lost was Woolies yesterday fell 10% on an update ahead of results. Their revenue was 10 to 20% below some expectations and down 20% on last year. And their first half earnings looked like being 40% below some expectations. They have basically seen on their sites a drop-off in activity from November onwards as the Northern Hemisphere went into lockdowns and COVID exploded or went exponential in the Northern Hemisphere. So a lot of their projects got shut down, which they make the point they've deferred, not cancelled. A lot of the work that Wallys do has to be done, maintenance work, for instance. So you've got to assume, and the broker research this morning is suggesting there will be a recovery from this savage dip, but clearly earnings for have been dented significantly for some period of time. And the share price yesterday down 10% is dropped out of the bottom of the trading range. So it's dropped out of the bottom of the trading range in its recent uptrend, down another 2.9% today. And it has just made us realize we've got to assess or reassess whether we should be taking the risk over results season, in particularly our energy stocks and travel stocks, because we're holding, in it, holding them in our growth portfolio. Portfolio. There are probably a few REITs as well and the other pandemic victims that are at risk. So do we hold them? We have not decided yet what to do. And in a market that's up 70 points with Webjet up 6.4%, Flight Centre up 4.7%, Corporate Travel up 42 We don't want to be the only finger wagging chicken selling out ahead of the results season because clearly there is a recovery coming, but this results season is clearly a momentary risk. Anyway, we haven't sold anything yet, but it is a worry. The research on Woolies this morning is actually quite positive. Target price is 16, 22%, 9%, 6% above the current share price. One of them is 7% below. And that's about that. So I've got to write a couple of articles this week. I'll write one on who should do well out of the results season. Other quick research things this morning. Aristocrat Leisure has got a couple of buy recommendations this morning. Average target price is 12% above the current share price. UBS with a buy recommendation. 
Credit Suisse with an outperform recommendation this morning. Oz Mineral saw a number of brokers write about them in the last couple of days. Two today, Morgan's with a target price 11% below the current share price. Credit Suisse 22% below the current share price. Basically, if you can get the copper price right, you'll get Oz Minerals right. And I've got a chart of the copper price compared to Oz Minerals in the strategy piece today. Very, very highly correlated. ResMed, there's some research out as well today after the results. It's all generally positive, a bit neutrally hold. Few buy recommendations. Target price is on average 5% above the current share price. They have dropped from top to bottom of their recent uptrend trading range. Might be an opportunity. If the Aussie dollar comes off, all these healthcare stocks with businesses overseas are going to be doing a bit better. And finally, in the strategy piece today, I've got a chart of HUM, which is the old flexi rent, the old FXL, if I've got that right. And a couple of brokers have a, f- a couple of positive bits of research out on them in the last 24 hours. Macquarie with a target price 19% above the current share price. UBS with a target price 36% above the current share price. I don't know who's behind flexi rent, which brokers support the stock, whether those brokers do. But the more interesting thing, and maybe I'll put a few more of these charts in. The There's a chart in the strategy piece of HUM or flexi rent relative to the ASX 200, and it is top left to bottom right. In other words, it consistently underperforms except for its buy now, pay later resurrection last year. But since the vaccine came along, sorry, not since the vaccine came along, since the fourth quarter of 2019, it continues to underperform. So it may well think it's a buy now, pay later stock, but it certainly isn't performing like one. All right, that's about that. I've put technical buy signals in today. There's nothing really grabbing about any of those. I put a few charts in, but notably sell signals on the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, and a few stocks. And on the buy signals, some of the more defensive sectors, perhaps, is, is REITs defensive? REITs and gold, a few buy signals, but they're very short term. I'm not sure I'd be jumping in on the back of those. Right, that's about that. As I leave you, our market now up 82. The RBA going to tell us what they're going to do with interest rates at 2.30. I can, I can let you in on a little secret. Nothing, nothing. Always staggers me how many column inches the media devotes to the RBA when really they are the mouse on the elephant's back of the global economy, which plods along with or without them. Dow futures up 106, so that's okay. All the pandemic beneficiaries flying along today, I just noticed. Nick Scarley up 4.1%, Kogan up 3.2%, Baby Bunting up 6.2%, Car Sales up 3.1%, APE up 3.5%, ARB up 4.9%, Super Retail Group up 3.5%, so motor industry doing well, SIQ up 5.8% as well, Clips up 3.2%, looks like the motor industry is expected to have a good February. That's about that, you have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.